I did something on Saturday that had an unexpected side effect. I couldn't wait until today's show to tell you about oh, it. Oh, good. And it involves your phone. The phone that you're listening to the podcast on, the phone that's sitting in your pocket or sitting on the desk next to you, or wherever your phone is, grab your phone. I want you to do something right now. Don't think too hard about it. Do something right now, and you'll feel 100 pounds lighter. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, on Saturday, went in and deleted from my contacts a couple of people who are no longer in my life, but who have negative, who, who give me negative energy. Why are you laughing? I, because I have such a hang up about doing this and I don't know why. I, have, I did too. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's so weird. And I don't know. I mean, cause here's the reality. If they text me someday and I don't have their number. I, I don't respond to numbers I don't know. So there's no, you know what I mean? I think I have it in my head. I'm like, but what if someday I need that number? Well, I'm never going to need it because whatever. I also have a couple of people in my life that have passed that I can't delete their That's totally different. Numbers from. But anyways, That's- my point being, I have a laundry list of people in my phone that I don't need their numbers in my phone anymore. I got to take care of that. There are, the, the, I don't have a long list of people that, that like actually make me go Bleh, when I think of them. Like there are people that I like and there's people that I don't like and there's people that I like more than I like others and there's people I dislike more than I like others. There's a very, very, very short list of people who just make me go Bleh. I really want to know who the people are. Every time, I'm sure you could guess. But I was thinking about it on Saturday, and I'm like, there's no reason for them to be in my phone, for that person to be taking up even one tiny, mega tiny, mini bit of data in my life. And I just deleted. So along with that goes the text messages, you know? Ooh. And past conversations, I went back and I read some of the text messages from, from years ago. And I was like, huh, like kind of was emotionless about them. Just deleted it. Gone. Wow. And if, and I'm, t- I'm telling that you. That is so good. I'm going to have to do this. You don't have to do it with everybody. You said you have a list of people that make you feel bleh. No, I mean, I haven't ever cleaned out my phone, right? I've had my phone number since I was 15. I mean, I have ex-boyfriends from college in there. Like I don't need their cell phone number. But that doesn't matter. Those people don't matter. It's the people that are emotionally burdened. Have no, been- it doesn't even, emo- it's just people. If they're just people that are negative energy. Okay. It doesn't have to be an emotional burden. It doesn't have to be. I think it was more symbolic than it was the actual people that I deleted. It's like closure or something. Or nah, just, it just felt good. It felt like a weight. I'm going to do that, but I'm going to really clean mine out. I am so inspired by this and I'm really excited. Well, I would encourage you because I know I, I, it stresses me out too to have to delete the text, you know, the history, the text history and all that stuff. Because I deleted the text messages as well. Everything's gone. And, and I'm like, well, what if someday I want to go back and reminisce? Uh-uh. It de- I don't want to. So I just got rid of them. Chef Dollar is moving forward. I wouldn't. I, I would just challenge. My challenge for you in the next 24 hours is to do it with just one person. Don't burden yourself 
with a whole season of your life where you're like, yeah, I don't need any of these college people anymore. One person. And it's got to be one person that just, that changes your vibration and you'll feel different. Try it. Promise. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for contact lenses. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for my laptop. I was totally, okay, last week we talked about how I was super excited that Ellie was saying mama, even though she doesn't know what mama means. It's just like she physically can say it, so she says it all the time now. Yeah, this weekend, um, a piece of bacon was mama, some smashed up avocado was mama, the dogs were mama. Everything's mama. The water bottle was mama. Everything's mama. Which is just the cutest thing in the entire world. What I did not take into consideration is how sad I would be when she's upset and screaming mama. And even though she doesn't know that she's addressing you, it still hurts your heart. It just, because I don't like to hear her cry anyways. And I, this weekend was washing her bedding and stuff like that. And I said to myself, hey, don't forget to throw this stuff in the dryer before her nap time, you know, because then she won't be able to take a nap. Of course I did. So I have to get out the pack and play last minute, set it up, put her in her thing. And then I walk out of the door. I have the monitor in my hand and I'm watching her from one room over. She is screaming like, I don't know if you heard her. You were downstairs editing or something like that. I didn't hear Oh my gosh. So she was mad cry, like not tired cry. Cause the tired cry is like kind of, yeah, kind of sad. And I like, never like, understood what parents meant back in the day when that went before, be, before Ellie B E um, when they said, Oh yeah, you can tell exactly what's up with your kid by the cry they're using. Cause to me, every cry sounded the same, but now that we have an Ellie, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, she's mad. Oh, yeah. so, oh, she doesn't feel well. Oh, she hurt herself. Oh, she's tired. So she was mad and she was screaming and I hear mama, mama, and my heart just about broke. Now I know she's not calling for me, but the fact that she was so upset and crying mama, I just about had to leave the house. Like I almost handed you the baby monitor and was like, I got to leave. I have to go. I can't listen to this. I can't even think about it. This is breaking my heart. Whatever she wants, I'll give it to her right now. You know, there's a time that's going to be not too far in the future where she does cry out mama. And sometimes it's going to be really sweet. Like she's going to be sick and she's going to need a cuddle or she's, she's going to have like a cut and she needs a bandaid. Right. Yeah. So that's going to be really sweet because you get to be the the hero. But but then there's going to be times where she doesn't like you or she's mad. Yeah. 
And you're going to have to just suck it up. Or I like punished her and she's upset yes. with, her punishing, with me punishing her. And then she's going to be like, mama. Yes. And just, oh my gosh. I'm going to be such a sucker. I'm yeah. like, I cannot. This is also, by the way, why I don't know. People are like, you know, really, they get fired up about, well, should you let your kid cry? Should you not? Whatever. We give her a reasonable amount of time to work it out herself. And if something's, you know, really wrong, obviously we tend to her, but, um, ADHD, I totally lost my Well, going back to what No, we're, what were we just going to say? Cause it was, it was good. What did I, what were we just, can you say what you said before I lost my train of thought? I don't remember what I said. What do you mean? What did well, I, mean, I say? You're just as bad as me. If I can recall the conversation we were having. Oh, so you had, this is, I do this all the time where I think of something and then I keep scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and I forget what I thought about. And then I reverse. Have you ever done that to see if it something triggers? Yes. And nine times out of 10, it triggers. I know, but. Anyways, you- I said that you're going to have to get a thicker skin because eventually she's going to be screaming out mama. Like, and it's really going to be sad or it's really oh, yes, be angry. Oh, yes, I remember now. Thank you. You're um, This is why when I put her to bed or when I put her down for a nap, I do not look at her when I walk out of the room. I give her a kiss. I put her in her crib and I turn my back to her as quick as possible. And I walk out of the room and I shut the door. I do not look back because if I see her looking at me with tears in her eyes, yeah. I will crawl in that crib with her. Yeah. But you know, that's just the tired cry. Like she's not upset. I know, but just I just like, can't handle that little thing being upset. Like I just want it because my instinct is to just never let her cry <laughs> and just to hold her all the time. That's like my instinct. Uh, but common sense would say that's that's not going to help me raise a productive human. So uh, I wish there was a way to communicate with her right now and tell her how much she should be enjoying daily naps. They don't go on forever. She shouldn't be wasting a minute of them crying. They should be the happiest moments of her day. Be like, yo, kid, get it in. Yeah. Enjoy these. You're not missing. You know what I'm doing downstairs while you're, I'm picking up all of your toys and then I'm wiping down the counters and then I'm unloading the dishwasher. That's the part. And like feeding the dogs. Yeah. That's the party you're missing out on. So I had a victory Last week, I haven't talked about it yet, but I won a battle in the war on decision fatigue. We haven't haven't talked a ton. We've talked a little bit, I think, about decision fatigue, but it's, it's basically your brain just getting overwhelmed with having to make decisions about stuff. So you almost lock up. And we have, and really Jeff, like I do too, but Jeff in particular, as it relates to our business, has hundreds of decisions to make in a day. And I'm a, I'm a collaborative person. I don't know if I'm, well, I do, I'm more creative and I'm better when I can talk things out with people. Like when I can just start spewing stuff and then like people spew back and then, and then, and it, then it's like a collaborative thing. Like that's kind of what, what that's the gas in my brain engine. But I also, I've never, and this is a, this goes to the imposter syndrome that we've talked about 
in the past, but I don't know that I will ever be totally comfortable being a complete decision maker. I don't feel entitled to make any concrete decisions. So I also like my decisions to with be- With anything or just with work? Mainly with work, but yeah, I do same. it- Same, same. I do it too with you, like with, with dinner and stuff. Like if I, if I asked Callie what she, I said the, the other night, I'm like, I'm really craving Thai. Can we order Thai food this weekend for dinner one night? And she's like, yeah. And she wasn't enthusiastic about it, but she also wasn't, ugh, I hate Thai food. She It was just like, a, yeah. And that caused me anxiety because I was convinced that you were just going along with Thai food, even though you didn't really want it because you weren't enthusiastic. That's the, that's what happens in my head. Mm-hmm. We all got to be on the same page. Anyways, so a few days ago, I we have a computer in the studio that where all the editing, audio editing and processing and everything goes on. And I've had it for quite a while. It's had a couple glitches and hiccups here and there, but it's really, really been very reliable. And I put it, I searched my email. It's an eight-year-old computer that's never truly been like upgraded or anything. Like it has a bigger hard drive than I originally bought it. And it has a little more RAM than I originally, when I originally bought it. But it's an eight-year-old computer that's never been like whatever you're supposed to do to computers. So then I Googled, how often should you get a new home computer? And it's once every five years. Then I Googled, how often should you get a new business computer? And it's once every two to three years. And I'm like, "Mm." this is just a matter of time before this whole thing crashes. Right. Or the whole thing just bursts into flames and disintegrates. And then we lose, like, even though we got a lot of stuff in the cloud, there's also stuff on this computer. And I'm like, I got to start moving everything to the cloud. So I set that up. And then I said, I got to find a new computer. And between the between doing that quick little research and deciding that just to be safe, we got to get a new computer and purchasing the computer was less than an hour. And, and, and I've never done anything like that before. And I consider it a victory and I'm very proud of myself. I am very proud of you. And I noticed that because the normal trajectory of what normally would happen Like, well, I just said normally eight times, but the trajectory of what would happen in this house when you had the first thought about getting a new computer to buying a new computer would have been like two weeks worth of discussions. Yep. Like every day we would have talked about it. You would have done hours and hours of research and all this stuff. So I'm really proud of you that you just were like, you know what? No, I need this. I use this for business. I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy it. And you did it. I use it. I justified it by saying I use it every single day more than anything else in this house. Like I use the computer more than the television. I use the computer more than the microwave. I use the computer probably even more than my phone. Yeah. So it's, it's important. And I made the decision and I did know, I did notice the day after, or like two days after I bought it. Cause I bought it. It happened late at night when I made the decision. So Callie woke up to a text message that said, I didn't get to bed till midnight and I bought a new computer because I'm worried about the <laughs> old one. And she pointed out like 24 hours later 
that about nine times throughout the day, I tried to justify the purchase to the point where she was like, I said, I'm like, Jeff, you don't like, we have to have this to be able to do our job. Like you don't have to justify this purchase to me. And it's not, you know, it's a big, bigger purchase, but it's not like a house. Yeah. So like, we're good. And here's a question. Did you make the decision to not have decision fatigue or did you just happen to make a no, quick decision? I'm, I'm trying to get so much better about it because it takes up so much energy in my life that actually when I'm deciding on something, like if I have to, to if I have to buy something for one of our shows or whatever, and there's like three different options, I will go to the website that has the three options and I'll look at the clock and say, I'm going to make this decision in 15 minutes. I be I need to do all the research I can do in the next 15 minutes. Cause if not, I'll spend three days doing it. It's the worst. It is the worst. I'm going to give you a little bit of a trick that I think will help your data brain to keep you in this like decision, avoiding decision fatigue thing. Is it a coin to flip a coin? No. I thought of that. No, but that actually would be smart. Or one of those magic eight ball things. No, it's, you know how we tell people, and I've heard you give this pep talk several times about knowing your worth and like how there's a dollar on. Yes an hour of your time. So whatever that is. And we all, you know, decide how we use our time every single day. Imagine the amount of time you spend on that decision and how much it would add to that computer price. So if you spent the, you know, whatever you're worth, say you think you're worth $10 an hour or whatever, I'm just pulling that out of thin air. Right. Um, how many hours you would have spent over the course of three weeks thinking of that. Right. Add that onto the price of the computer. Yep. That's a good way to think of it. I wanted to go back a little bit and let you know that, because we talked about this a hair on Friday, but this weekend our beekeeper episode came out. And I want to revisit this because I think it's really important. And if you haven't listened to the bonus episode, I would love for you to do that. Um, It's episode 672. The title of it is A Conversation with a Very Nice Beekeeper. Oh, that, and it's such a nice title too. That was a very good, and he is a nice beekeeper. We uh, thought that a guy was setting our grass on fire. He was not. He is indeed a beekeeper that lives in an apartment across from us. As it turns out, through a random set of circumstances, we know someone that knows him. Uh, He's a teacher at a high school in the area. Chrissy actually knows him, my best friend Chrissy. And she hooked us up with him. And his story is he's not just a guy with bees on his balcony, right? He is a veteran. He served in Afghanistan. He came back and he had felt like he had no sense of purpose. So not only is he beekeeping to give him a sense of purpose, um, you know, like in civilian life, like after his military service, but he's also helping other veterans and a lot of them with PTSD and stuff also acclimate into the world, you know, after you leave service. And it's so cool. I think what he's doing is incredible. I think his goals are incredible. And the reality is, is he's a small operation. Like his charitable organization is really small. So I thought that Jeff, that we needed to bring it up and speak to it because if it's something that's close to you, I would 
encourage you to donate to Tim and to everything he's doing. A lot of times at big organizations, you don't know where your money is going and you know exactly where it's going with Tim. And uh, something else, I can't remember if I mentioned this while we were talking to him or not. Um, so if I have, and this is redundant, forgive me, but when, when you are, if, if, if you are an investor and you are going to throw money at a company one of the things you look at when you choose a company to invest in is how much equity the owners of that company have put in themselves. Because it, it is certainly a vote of confidence if a person who is worth $200,000 has put $180,000 of their own money right. into a company. That's a, probably a good investment because you know they're going to work their tail off because they mm -hmm. got 90% of their life financial life tied up in it. So with that in mind, know that Tim has taken out mortgages in his own name to build this center to help that he wants to open on Veterans Day this year to help veterans acclimate back after deployment and help with their PTSD. Also know that the cost of the construction and the loans and all of that, he's paying over $2,000 a month out of his own pocket just to keep that project going out of his own pocket. Yeah. And they're not even like the builder, I don't think is even continuing to build. Like that's just to keep it and to keep it up and running and, not, and you know, cover his mortgage or his note or whatever he said he took out. Um, I say that just because if you're, if you're looking for a place to put your money in a good cause and you, and you're looking for something to support, this guy is grassroots. He's, he's all about taking care of other people and he's just a really, he just, he just vibrates good energy. Yeah. So, um, you can find that information. You can follow him on Instagram and he has everything there. It's at docs, D O C S healing hives or at docs.healing.hives. I'll put it on my social media today so you can have it. And I, we encourage you to get to know Tim a little more and to learn about what he does, um, and to, to help him out. I, Really love it. I hope there's a way that we can figure out to help him even more. Who does not have great memories of sitting at the breakfast table eating a delicious bowl of very unhealthy cereal? As we grow up and get wiser, we realize that maybe cereal every morning isn't the best way to start your day. But those people who are thinking that haven't heard about Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It's only 140 calories per serving. Gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and keto-friendly. Here's the best part. It's delicious. It's going to remind you of that delicious cereal that you had growing up. You can build a custom bundle with cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple waffle cereal all bundled together, and you get it delivered right to your doorstep. If you go to magicspoon.com slash upside and grab a custom bundle of cereal, try it today, and be sure to use code upside at checkout. Save five bucks off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that they back it with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash upside and use the code upside to save $5 off. Save me a bowl of cookies and cream. That's my favorite. And thank you to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode.
Imagine a job site where you only have to pay for quality candidates that meet your must-have requirements. Does that sound too good to be true? It's not. It's Indeed. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. Indeed knows how important it is to make the most of your recruiting hours and your dollars. With Indeed, you can save time and money by setting your must-have qualifications and only paying for the quality candidates that meet those qualifications. Of According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash the upside. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash the upside. Indeed.com slash the upside. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash upside and you can save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash upside just because you're a listener to this podcast. Now, if you're not feeling down or depressed or angry, you might not think that therapy could be helpful or useful, but here's the truth. If something is holding you back from being your very best self, therapy could be the answer. You can unload stress that you might not even realize you have. Once you get it out, once you're talking to someone who's completely unbiased, somebody who's not going to judge you, you might notice a big difference. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start talking with your therapist in as soon as 48 hours. Like I said, Upside listeners get a great deal right now. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp by going to betterhelp.com slash upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. Thank you to BetterHelp for being a long-term sponsor of this podcast. Today's three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. And before we get into the three random things, Brown and Company Jewelers finished the repair on Callie's engagement ring. Is it a repair? It's like a rebuild. Yeah, they they rebuilt my engagement ring and it is so unbelievably beautiful. The story of the engagement, we I the I designed the engagement ring with a different jeweler. And the first version of it they they made had some problems, like the little tiny diamonds kept coming out of it. So they said we got to remake it. And when they remade it, it looked different, but it was, it, it just. We couldn't put our finger on how it was different. On how it was different. And then when we had to get Callie Stone replaced, we went to Brown and Company and they said, we'd like to remake it with the original plans, like the original way, because there's a lot of detail that got left out on the rebuild and I did not expect to be able to notice it, and it is amazing. Is it? Does it remind you more of yes. what you originally designed? Yes. Yep. And I didn't think it would because I didn't. The, the, it's just weird. I don't know. It's just jewelry designing is so 
amazing to me anyways because it's, it's such really intricate, intricate detail yeah. but like people with grown hands you know what I mean? Like giant, <laughs> giant fingers working with some with yes. diamonds that small. Like how do they do it? I don't know. And it's, it is fun because I had the engagement ring for like three or four months before um, it had to be remade the first time. So I had had the one that was a little different than the one Jeff had designed this whole time pretty much. I mean, five years. Um, so to have the original, I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, it's back. This looks like the ring that he proposed to me with. And I'm, I'm really grateful. And, um, you know, I, I am lucky that we had insurance on it. So insure your stuff. And I will tell you, do as we say, not as we do. Cause we did not know that you're supposed to get your jewelry appraised every, what did they say? Five years. Yeah. Five years. So, um, get it appraised and I will tell you why, because wait, is it every five years? It's, yeah. It's every five years. Cause we thought it was every 10. Right. And it, and it had been about seven or eight. It had been about seven. seven. That's right. So we, uh, called the insurance company and we're like, Hey, we're, you know, I lost my diamond. We need to replace. Here's what the replacement stone value is. And they're like, Oh yeah, that's cute. Uh, your, your diamond, uh, you got it appraised like seven years ago. So it's actually worth more now. And, but we're only going to give you yeah. what, what you originally had it appraised for. We had and no clue that, and to no fault of the insurance, we just didn't know, um, that you're supposed to have it reappraised frequently. Uh, so unless you have a crazy ring, that's like, what did she, if she said anything over a hundred thousand dollars you want appraised every year, right? Two years, every two years. Yeah. yeah. So Jeff was listening really hard on all these yeah. phone calls. Someday, <laughs> someday I'll have a two year appraisal ring. But anyways, thank you to Brown and company jewelers. If you need a jewelry, uh, repair, if you need a jewelry, um, if you have a jewelry idea, you want them to somebody to make it, they can do it. And um, if you need to get your stuff appraised, go see Brown and Company Jewelers. I'm sure they would be glad to help you out. All right, here are the three random things. Number one, uh, for a Monday morning, especially if you need a boost of energy, the number one thing that you can do is fresh air. Get outside even for a 10 minute walk. Open the windows in your bedroom while you're getting dressed in the in the morning. Just get fresh air in your lungs. That's number one thing. Number two is drinking water. And number three is cardio exercise. So, All things we need to be better about in our house. Yeah. And then number four uh, is chewing gum. You know what? I actually have heard that. And uh, one of my coworkers chews gum all the time to wake herself up in the mornings. You know, there's gum with caffeine in it. There's caffeine gum. Really? Yep. Uh, second random thing. This I I pulled just because I I think that, that if if anybody if this applies to anybody, I would love to hear from you. But the one of the upsides of the pandemic of the past couple of years is that family dinner time has become longer. People have more oh, time to sit around by 15 minutes, which I thought was cool. That's a lot. Well, I kept reading. And then it says, overall, the average family meal has gone from 70 minutes to 85 minutes. And I'm No like, way. Our dinners are like 20 minutes max, 30. And I start to get antsy and like my butt starts to hurt. And I'm like, we got to move. I don't even, I think like when they said it 15 minutes longer, I'm like, oh, that probably went from 15 minutes to, to 30. 
Like people yeah, hanging out. Yeah, that's what I would assume. Who, who, even on a Sunday family meal, is sitting around a table for an hour and a half? That is like, I don't even think we sit around for the table at the table that long for Thanksgiving. No. I mean, if there's wine involved and you're a guest at someone's home, like I think when my parents have guests at dinner, they will probably sit there that long and like get lost in conversation and do that whole thing. But uh, yeah, no. On but a that's just basis, a matter of, to me, that's just a matter of not, not getting up to move to the living room. Right. Like you're right. not dining. Yeah. You're like. Maybe this is for really fancy people that are eating seven course meals. 85 minutes. No, that is so long. I, if you eat dinner for 85 minutes, at least once a week, you need to call us and tell us about this. 800-434-5454. I don't think this exists. The dirtiest, please, my third random thing. The dirtiest place in your bathroom will surprise you. It's not the toilet and it's not the sink. Callie, would you like to guess where the germiest place in your bathroom is? Germiest place in the your filthiest bathroom. area in terms of bacteria and grime is this one spot. Is it the handles of the sink? It's where you hang your towels because of the moisture. That's disgusting. And you yep. guys thought I was nasty for the towels. You guys better be Clorox wiping your your hangers. Research reveals the filthiest uh, area in terms of bacteria and grime is uh, either a bathroom radiator. If you have an old school house with a radiator in the bathroom um, or a towel rail. Researchers find these common spots where towels hang to dry are among the places people rarely clean when scrubbing the bathroom, which is why they get so dirty. Those are my three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Make sure you're subscribed to The Upside with Callie and Jeff wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. We had a big meeting on Friday. We talked about it on Friday's show. It was something that we were super excited about and asked for your like good energy thrown our way. And it was Jeff in one word. Oh, um, one word is a lot of pressure. Um, can I have two words? Yeah, you can have two. Exceeded expectations. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it went really, really well. Um, we, we're not going to reveal everything right now because we don't have a signed contract. But the conversation ended with Callie saying, I will get you a contract next week and we can start. I'll get you a contract sometime next week. And on Monday, we can start working on A and B to to get going on, on the project. And everybody on the call agreed. Like nobody was like, OK, we'll review the contract. Or anything. It was, there was no tentativeness. It was we're starting on Monday. Yeah. And so we're going to be adding a new podcast that you were going to be very excited about to the 1022 Projects family. And we are really excited. So thank you, as always, for being a champion for us and for, you know, spreading the love and encouragement. Hey, guys. I was just calling to say that I love the three random things segment. And Jeff, you do an awesome job with your three random things. But I have to say, consistently, Callie's stuff that she finds blows my mind. 
like Callie, you and I are on the same wavelength with what we think is interesting. And I think, like I said, you both are doing a great job with it. But Callie, I'm, I'm on your page. Love you. Bye. Having a house that's put together and decorated can really make an impact on how you feel. When Jeff and I come home, we want to feel calm and peace. And that's exactly why we picked out furniture in an aesthetic that makes us feel that way. Joybird offers modern, customizable furniture for every space, available in a variety of vibrant, durable fabric options. Choose from over 18,000 customization options or browse curated collections to find the perfect piece for your one-of-a-kind style. With summer winding down, Joybird has all of the modern outdoor furniture and accessories you need. Joybird is committed to creating quality furniture and a more sustainable future. Each piece is made with incredible care using responsibly sourced materials free of harmful chemicals. Through partnerships with groups like One Tree Planted, Joybird is helping conserve and restore Earth's most precious natural resources. Joybird furniture is made with quality craftsmanship, stain and scratch resistant fabrics, and a limited lifetime warranty. It can handle anything your family throws at it, literally. And they stand behind their quality and their craftsmanship. So if it's not everything you hoped for, send it back within 90 days for a refund. Create a space that brings you joy with Joybird. Visit joybird.com slash upside and get 30% off your purchase. That's 30% off at joybird.com slash upside. Hey, Kelly and Jess, uh, listening to the beekeeping keeper episode, love it. This is so random, but I cooked Brussels sprouts last night and they were a little bit past their due date, but I didn't want them to go to waste. Well, my entire house smells like farts. It smells really, really bad. And still this morning, even after spraying some Febreze, it still smells very heavily of Brussels sprouts. So I just had a genius idea. I put um, some water in my crock pot and those downy um, pebble things that you throw into the, the, the washer and then a, a cup of the same downy uh, fabric softener and I put it on high in my house. It smells like laundry, but it smells like really clean laundry now. I think I'm a genius. Um, just had to call and tell you guys. All right. Hope you're having a good weekend. Bye. Hey, Jeff. I just wanted to let you know um, that in November, it's called the, I think it's called the Tripadoodle Trot. It's in, like, North Georgia somewhere. Um, it's for Trip Halstead. His mom does a 5K, I think, and a 10K every year to help raise money. I believe it's for the Sunshine on a Rainy Day program. And you can do it virtual because it is a little far, especially for me. I did sign up to do it virtual, to do it with you. So that's a 5K slash 10K you could um, get behind for um, LA's birthday month. Hey, guys. I just wanted to thank you for the bonus episode about the beekeeper. What a wonderful story. It really touched me. And it really reminded me of why I absolutely love podcasts. It's it's one of the oldest forms of storytelling, which is the oral form of storytelling. And I just love it. So thank you, guys. It just what a great story. Hey, Kelly and Jeff. I have to tell you, I've been watching Only Murders in the Building. That is on Hulu, and it's about true crime podcasts. And, Kelly, I cannot stop thinking of you. I think you'd probably like it just because of that. Um, it's pretty cute and a good way to 
watch something and not get too freaked out or stressed out or any of that. But I just, I think about you guys so much with whatever I do. It's like you are my best friend who I haven't even met yet, but you're a part of my everyday life and I love it. Love you guys. Love Ellie. Love the show. Love the dogs. Love all the things. And, um, I'll be hearing you Monday. I was feeling like some of y'all out there, you got dreams, but you're feeling like you just don't believe in yourself. Well, honey, if you don't believe in you, it's going to be so hard for other folks to believe in you. So you know what I want you to do today? I want you to start telling yourself that you can do anything you put your mind to. You got some books to write. You got some songs to sing. You got some inventions to invent. (laughs) You going out there and have yourself a good day. I believe in you.